This conversation originally aired on Koinonia, which can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 in Phoenix or online at faithtalk1360.com. What a week last week Center for Arizona Policy had. And uh, just as a reminder, Kathy, people have just under or right about four hours left in uh, the polling today if they've not already voted. I have my I voted early sticker and I voted uh, right after I knew who was going to still be in the race last week, uh, but got my ballot in. And I'm guessing you did the same. I absolutely did, and I want to encourage people, you can go to azvoterguide.com to find out about the candidates. Um, if you have that early ballot still in your possession, mark your ballot, and you can walk it into any polling location. Any of your last-minute questions can be answered by going to azvoterguide.com. And please take the time to vote. This election um, is critical, and your vote could really make a difference in Arizona. Kathy, let's start with the week Cap had at the legislature last week. Well, we did have quite an eventful week. Um, we had three pro-life bills passed out of the House Judiciary Committee, one to address um, the Planned Parenthood videos to ensure that no aborted baby body parts are trafficked excuse me, are trafficked in Arizona, another to ensure that the state charitable employee campaign does not facilitate donations to Planned Parenthood, and the other one to ensure that the abortion industry has to follow the FDA protocol regarding chemical or medication abortions. So three important pro-life bills are continue to move through the system, and then we're still working on just a a lot of other little kind of nitpicky details. All the information is on the bill tracker at azpolicy.org. Still need to be bathed in prayer, though, right? Yes, and another issue that has come up is um, same-sex adoption and whether in light of the Supreme Court's decision to redefine marriage, whether that means that Arizona has to place children in married, <clears throat> excuse me, in married same-sex households. Um, we believe that children still deserve a mom and a dad, that the Supreme Court decision did not go that far. So we're hoping that Arizona can continue, continue to be a state where we give a preference to giving kids a mom and a dad. Kathy, uh, when I said that Cap had an incredible week last week, I was also referring to your event on Thursday. Um, You know, you told me, you told me off air, you told me on air, that basically he was phenomenal, and I still think you undersold it a little bit. Well, and I, this was Russell Moore, the head of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Um, We had a packed house. We had... um, I think one of the most often heard comments I've received about the event was the age of the crowd, that it was a younger crowd, which we were thrilled with. A lot of pastors there. And if you um, if you don't get our five minutes for families, well, first you need to sign up for it. But on Friday, we did um, send out a recording of Dr. Moore's remarks. So if you weren't able to be there on Thursday, I would encourage you to take the time, go online, go to azpolicy.org, and listen to, to Russell Moore's remarks. I believe that that was the number one comment afterwards <laughs> uh, as uh, I was at the prayer rally on Friday and even just people <laughs> emailing me or talking to me that were there was that recording. <laughs> I need to listen to that you know, on, on loop <laughs> for a while to make sure that I get all the content. It was phenomenal how he took uh, the, the story from the Bible and then applied it I- I- in everyday terms. 
Well, and he, he absolutely did, and, and he, he continues to do what his book title, subtitle says, how to engage the culture without um, losing the gospel. And so, you know, we, we've got to continue to keep focused on that, that how do we engage the culture today? How do we do it in a way that's winsome and in, and in a way that's effective? And Dr. Moore is showing us over and over again how to do that. Um, of course, he was a seminary professor, provost at Southern Seminary, so he's, he's been a pastor, and he's involved in public policy. So he's someone that we certainly look to a lot. I was, uh, my favorite story, I think, was the one he told where he was on the uh, uh, gay and lesbian radio program in San Francisco. And the lady said, you know, you know, you're just weird if you believe this. And he goes, you don't know the half of it. I'll tell you something really weird. And that's when he just brought the gospel full on. Man, that's awesome. And we're not to be timid. That's the that's the bottom line. Right, when he says that, yeah, we, you know, we believe that a, a dead man rose from the dead. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, and that's the winsome part of it. That is not be defensive. You have the, you need to be bold in confidence and humility. You don't have to be arrogant, but you don't have to be afraid either. And I think that's something uh, that we, we, we can still be uh, confident and loving at the same time. Well, that's right, Tom, and I also believe that the younger generation, if we want to call them millennials or however we want to characterize the younger generation, what they're looking for is strong teaching. They're looking for not minimizing God's Word. They're looking for truth, and I think for too long within the body of Christ, we've we've tried, we've tried to be um, maybe too soft or too light on God's Word and on God's truth, and and we've got to have the strong teaching from the Word, and Russell Moore brings that forth. I thought he did it and did it in space. I highly recommend that you find a way to get the recording and listen to it. If you're not signed up for 5 Minutes for Families, shame on you. I've told you you should do that already, but you can look it up and uh, and find that at azpolicy.org. Over the weekend, uh, CAP sent out an action alert for prayer at Phoenix Council meetings. That's happening tomorrow. That's right. Um, the listeners may recall that the city of Phoenix had scheduled an invocation by a satanic group, and that led to really a public outcry over why would um, Satanists be allowed to give an opening invocation um, at a city of Phoenix city council meeting. Then that led to the council approving a new policy that basically was just a moment of silence. Well, thankful for councilmen like Sal DeCicio, Jim Waring, Michael Nowakowski, Bill Gates. They didn't give up on the effort, and they have, they were able to come back three weeks ago with a vote to allow the chaplains from the police or fire departments to be the one to give the opening invocation at City of Phoenix um, council meetings. And so that is the policy that's going to be voted on Wednesday. Um, the council meeting begins at 2.30, I believe. Um, and so if you live in the City of Phoenix, we would encourage you to email the councilman and just ask them to approve this policy. Um, the last vote was, was strongly in favor of this policy, but this will be the official vote to implement the policy. So this is a way to continue the longstanding tradition of having invocations at city council meetings. It is constitutional. There's not a constitutional issue. Um, we know from the Greece v. Galloway case that Alliance Defending Freedom had, I believe, last year, that invocations at, at town council meetings are uh, are constitutional. So this is um, critical to ensure that that basically that in our city, uh, in the city of Phoenix, that we still have some acknowledgement of God as people be it, as the councilmen begin their meetings. Uh, I and I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you know who were the nay votes for this? It was a seven-two vote. <laughs> 
Yes, the nay votes were Mayor uh, were Mayor Stanton and um, Kate Gallego. Okay, that's what I, looking at the list, I thought that was the two likely candidates, and, well, it's nice to know that I was right with that. Uh, at no unimportant elected office. And speaking of that, you and I were at the pre-rally event with Franklin Graham in town, and did you get the feel that it could have been you or I standing there at the podium uh, encouraging people to vote, you know, for the first 10 minutes of his uh, speech? Well, it's a very strong statement to encourage people to pray, to vote, to engage at all levels of government. What I appreciated about Franklin Graham's remarks was talking about what happens at city councils and school boards. And, you know, in this country, we've seen in some ways a shift of power. We see the federal government grabbing lots of power, but we see states becoming more important as far as what's going on in government and in laws. And we also see that in city councils and school boards. And we just talked about the prayer invocation issue at city council meetings. And we see religious freedom being threatened at city council and school board levels. So I appreciate Franklin Graham's focus on um, how you know every office is important and we need to pay attention to every office. you got about four hours and 15 minutes uh, before the polls close, so you have plenty of time to cast your ballot in the presidential preference election. As Kathy said earlier, if you had an early ballot and didn't get it sent to and don't put it in the mailbox today. Take it to a polling place uh, and uh, submit your ballot there. And please do so. If you need more research, azpolicy.org or azvoterguide.org. It's not .org, right? Dot .com. Dot .com. I, you know, I keep messing that up, and that's the reason I had the doubt there. Uh, coming up, we have uh, about four minutes left here, Kathy. I want to talk about Britt Hume coming in May. Uh, I love the title of the event that you've given it, God Bless America, Land That I Love, a Cat Family Dinner for 2016. I'm excited about this event. We're really looking forward to it, to it also. Britt Hume is one of the, the commentators on the national level that I pay attention to, that if Britt Hume shows up on the news, I'm going to tend to listen to what Britt Hume has to say more than probably most anybody else that that's ha- has an opinion on what's going on politically. And in this election year, we thought it was important to bring in Britt Hume. But on the theme, you know, land that I love, you know, rather than be discouraged or, you know, my favorite Psalm, or one of my favorite psalms, is I would have despaired unless I'd known I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So when we look at what's going on in the culture, if we are, are concerned, like many are, about <clears throat> who the presidential candidates are, <clears throat> what the outlook is for the who the next president may be, well, even if it looks, um, even if we're concerned and we're, we're de- you know, we have to fight discouragement, we're still not to despair. And it still is the land that I love, and that, and that we still cry out to God to bless us, to have mercy on us. And so this is a time to remember that, that God has placed us in this country for such a time as this, and how, you know, how are we to move forward, and, and that this is a land, a land that we love and that we're grateful to be Americans. And so it's a time to kind of renew our sense of patriotism and, and to, our, our hope for the nation. If the my if the person that I hope to be president of the United States doesn't win the election, I'm not going to pack up my bags and move to some other country. I'm going to continue to pray and I'm going to continue to uh, fight for uh, what I believe God uh, tells us is right and just. And uh, because I do love this country, I uh, served in the army specifically because, and when I took the oath of uh, of my uh, enlistment, uh, I still hold that true to protect and serve, and uh, that's what I'll continue to do. And that's one of the reasons I encourage you to be registered to vote, be informed, and then cast your ballot. Okay. Um, 
four hours and 10 minutes now uh, for the polls close. So you guys need to get underway. <laughs> that's right. And thanks, Tom, for that. Um, bless you for your service. And that's why um, we can't, even if maybe the person we want to be president isn't going to be on the ballot, and maybe we're conflicted over whether we can even vote for one of the candidates for president, there still are many other candidates. What happens in our state will depend on what happens. We'll be electing a totally new Arizona House and Arizona Senate with a lot of new, um, new candidates, new members. And so we don't just cross off an election because we may be discouraged because our favorite candidate isn't on the ballot. We still have a duty, a privilege more than anything, to stand and be counted with our votes this election year. It's so very important. No unimportant elected office. You've heard us say it here. And if you were at the uh, rally, the prayer rally on Friday, you heard the message as well. And, you know, we actually didn't talk about the prayer rally, Kathy. Uh, You were pretty excited about the turnout. I know uh, you've been there for a lot of events. I've been there for a lot of events. You even said you think that may be the most that's ever shown up for a prayer event at the Capitol. I, I cannot recall um, that size of a crowd at the Capitol, not just for prayer, but really for anything. I mean, that you know, that was a, a I, that had to be one of the largest crowds, if not the largest crowd, to ever gather at the Capitol. And how thankful we are that it was to pray and to cry out for our nation. Center for Arizona Policy's Kathy Herod. Go online, azpolicy.org or azvoterguide.com. Kathy, thanks again for your time. Thank you, Tom. For questions or comments, please email Tom at faithtalk1360.com. That's Tom at faithtalk1360.com.